What's up guys and welcome to the I Went to Fashion School podcast with me, Renata Hoga. This is the second episode out of three with special guest Salome. In this episode, we discuss what it was like graduating in a pandemic and we compare the changes that took place in our course assessments to accommodate all the changes that took place when the country went into lockdown. So you've graduated as well, the same as I. Mm. Um, how was like the experience of like the last term in this, this whole <laughs> climate? Yeah, I was gonna say it's been special. <laughs> yes, <laughs> special time. Um, yeah. So both you and me did our final collections in uh, COVID nineteen. It's it's been such a weird experience, really. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I've. I, as I said to you before, like, I feel like this time has been like a big pause, Mm -hmm. um, like on so many levels, like, um, it feels like we never really finished and it feels like we never really had a holiday. Um, it's just been like a weird time. Mm -hmm. And I mean, what I feel like was the most sad was that we didn't finish the collection, like most of the collection work we did on our own or half of it maybe. Mm -hmm. Uh, and not surrounded by each other with the energy and, you mm-hmm. know, going through this together yeah. and, like, the last time. Being and, in the studio space and yeah. technicians. And, and, and also, like, obviously having the physical show because, yeah. like, even me and my, my friend, uh, we were talking about, like, in the beginning of the term how nice it is it's we have a physical finish. show because, yeah. yeah. like, everything is so digital now mm-hmm. and then what happened is COVID-19 and everything <laughs> goes digital. even more digital. Yeah. So I feel like... Uh, I, I'm looking forward to the hunger for, like, physical activities that's gonna, like... Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I can't really put words to to the situation, but, um, I mean, worse things has happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, it's like, <clears throat> we haven't suffered that much in comparison to people not, like being able to survive this. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. And you, how did you find it? I found it... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think I was bummed as well that we didn't get a chance to be in the space that we're used to, going to the studio with the technicians and your tutors and the friends that you've made. Mm. Um, And also not having, like, the physical garment and actually, Mm. like, even the stress of trying to finish the garment and going through that experience is painful and, you know, as difficult as it can be. It's, Mm. once you're done, you're kind of like, wow, I actually made made it through. (laughs) It's a really satisfying feeling to see the final garment. Um, and not having that was, um, yeah, was hard and um, mm. difficult to go through. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, I think I learned a lot in the sense of we're really made to design. Because mm. with everything that was going on, we could have easily just, you know what, put throwing the tile and say I'm done. But actually, yeah. we persevered and we pushed through and we looked mm. for other ways to kind of um, share the stories that we're trying to tell for our, for our um, collection. So for me, I think it really just cemented the fact that this is what I'm meant to be doing mm. because when everything was like completely like out of the water, nothing expected. Mm. I still wanted to design. I still wanted to sit down yeah. and make, I still wanted to push myself. I mean, mm. I did it through tears and like stressing, but I still, that is mm. still, that is what I wanted to do. Mm. Um, so yeah, it really did cement like, this is what I want to do. Um, but let's talk about like the different outcomes that we were expected. Cause obviously Initially, we were all supposed to have a... Uh, we had four pieces. You had six-piece collection with mm. with a body of work to go with it. 
Yes. And um, six looks. Six looks, yeah, six looks for us as well. We did two looks in our pre-collection and then four mm. looks for the final So collection. we just did one for pre-collection. Ah. But usually it would be more, but mm. now it's like, since people have done them quite like badly made or rushed or whatever, mm-hmm. I guess, um, they now wanted us to have one that was like really considered. Like, yeah. this is the buttons, this is the lining, this is the, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. These- yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll just talk from... So when you once you got to um, Sweden, Sweden, yeah. So I got to Sweden, and um, my first thought was like, how will I make my metal pieces? Yeah, <laughs> I just had this thought come in my head, like remembering that there was this metal guy close mm-hmm. to my 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 parents' house, um, and I was like, I should just go there and check out, like if he's actually there, like. Uh, and I went there, and turns out he's there, and he's having his business growing, and, wow. and, and he had metal that I could buy, like the specific one I needed, and mm-hmm. I wasn't really sure, because that one was quite specific, it was like a 0.5 aluminium, yeah. um, but he had it, um, so I got that, and I got like myself a metal saw, and I felt quite fortunate, because like, I had to do also wood things, mm-hmm. Uh, and my dad actually in the basement has this sort of workshop mm-hmm. with loads of facilities. And even my neighbor, like in Sweden, uh, he had things that I could borrow. Like oh, wow. he he helped me like once I was making buttons and stuff because mm-hmm. I was making my own buttons. So, nice. Yeah. So like, like going back home, you also was able to kind of like find what you needed. Like yeah. it wasn't a loss that you had to move. Well, I guess it was in a way a loss, mm. but you were still able to kind of like get the things you needed mm. without needing to be back at like mm. CSM or yeah. um, London. Mm. Where you were yeah, I mean, of- I printed all my things with an iron and some bits don't look that good if you mm. look close up. Um, and uh, I mean, something like I, do, I didn't have an industrial machine. Okay. I had domestic machine yeah. made everything on, you know, so I didn't have a heat like a press. Mm-hmm. Um uh, like iron press and stuff I just had normal iron um, but like it, it was very doable yeah uh, you're still able to come up with an idea and yeah and I had a lot of space for me yeah. that was like the biggest win really. that was the reason as well when I was like I need to go home yeah because I was like I have a little um, yeah. student room and I can't be cutting on no. the floor and sleeping in the corner so I was like I do need to go home yeah and just hijack some dining room space yes. um but yeah, but also it's interesting as well that you 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 wanted to be tactile. You didn't just stick to traditional kind of fabrics. Mm. You pushed your ideas to also include metalwork and woodwork. Mm. And um, and do you think if you were at another uni, you would have been able to like think in that way? Or was, is it because you have those facilities at CSM that you were able to think, actually, let me see what mm. the woodwork or the, um, the metal workshop has that I can use within my collection or within my practice? Uh, I think for me, it didn't start from that point of view, really. It was more about like, what do I want to do and how can I achieve it? Okay. So it was like, I had the designs, but before I knew I was going to use metal and wood. Uh, so uh, so I just had the shapes. Mm-hmm. Um, something I realized during placement year, because after I had been at Burberry and learning structure and organization, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just felt quite strongly that I was supposed to go doing making shoes. Okay. And I remembered like, 
couple of years back, my uh, my uncle had an exhibition in a shoe museum in mm-hmm. Sweden. So I called them and they, I was like, do you guys make shoes as well? And she was like, yeah, yeah, we do. And they had a cobbler there. And, and so I did my internship with him and learned how to make shoes. And nice. actually was able, like, he was like, what's your goal for this internship? And I was like, I would like to make six pairs of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I actually made my all my shoes there. And wow. that really taught me a lot because I feel like, even like my teacher said when I com- came back, like... Um, um, it's funny, she said, you know, when you design shoes, it just looks so natural and easy for you. Whereas mm-hmm. like when you've done, like when I was struggling during second year, it was like, it always, like, something was always not clicking. Yeah. Uh, and uh, partially her saying that and me like having my thoughts going around in my head during the year, I realized that like when I sort of objectified the garments in mm-hmm. a sense and not didn't look at it like look look one look two look yeah. three that instead like i looked at each garment mm-hmm. as i did with the shoes yeah i found it so much easier as in completing a full look instead of just looking at one object no like yeah it was easier to look at an object for oh, me. okay yeah instead of looking at how it would look yeah because i feel like it's so much going on in my head usually that mm-hmm. like when i was focusing on a whole um look of of garments then it it was like was something in my head that didn't really connect okay whereas when i focused on each garment separately Mm -hmm. and then afterwards like see how i could combine it into outfits and like discarding things and Mm -hmm. it was so much easier for me okay Uh, so that's kind of how i did as well with the final collection and as i did that i realized like oh okay wait so some of my designs come more from this structural kind of um i because th- i was looking a lot at like 19th century corset corsets mm-hmm. and like um you know those like framed sort of skirts that yeah. goes underneath what are they called they're crinolines yeah like crinolines and stuff and i realized you know so i have these more structured kind of garments and it just made sense that they would be made out of metal in a way yeah also because some of the crinolines were and like uh, early corsets have um, even steel in them. Yeah, so. yeah. And like um, whale bones and things. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was more like the idea um, that you had mm. and then you kind of um, sought out how you could do it and when yeah. you could make it. And same, because that was like the way I worked with the shoes as well. I had the shape and then it was like, okay, how can I make this shape? Mm-hmm. So I'll have like a bit of cork and a bit of leather and a yeah. bit of this and a bit of that and filling and, <laughs> and you <then>. know. <laughs> but I guess also being at CSM helped mm. you because you have that facility to kind of go, okay, I can book a tutorial with somebody mm. in, in in woodwork or somebody in the metal workshop and your idea then kind of like um, develops because you mm. can access those facilities as well, which is Do really good. Do you not good. have those at Casper? No. Oh. We just have... Um, we do have like laser cutting facilities, and um, we had. Um... So sad. <laughs> I mean, because it's quite limiting if you yeah. don't have that. It's limiting in the sense that you don't get to push what um, ideas you have. Yeah, you don't get to push it in 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 the realm of like material study. Yeah. Because obviously you're kind of thinking, okay, this is a garment, but what other uh, materials can I use to create this look, mm. which kind of go outside of fabrics and fibers and materials. Yeah. Um, whereas for us, I think because we don't have those facilities, it is kind of like limiting. Yeah, already in the thought process. Really. Yeah, 
Um, but I think it's up to you. Yeah, but also it makes sense because they t- they teach us the pan cone. So Still if you though, already know, like it's a chef, also doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I guess if you really wanted something, you could get maybe it made somewhere else, yeah. or you could like find make a way it work. to do it. Yeah, but I think for f- the way we were taught, you would have to then justify how you would then construct it because then you couldn't just say oh, i'm gonna glue it they'd be like no mm. you know yeah. what garment are you referencing based on this material so you'd have to really think about okay how could i maybe get like a stitch with the metal how could i stitch the metal so it still resembled oh. a a run and fell seam or it still remembered it resembles like a a, a took um, mm. a hem tuck that you get on like dresses and things so you'd have to think in that kind of way but not necessarily because it's your project. You could, yeah. Because could... I mean, like maybe you didn't want that aesthetic of yeah. a s- to seam on metal. Because mm-hmm. that is very like, um, that becomes a specific aesthetic then. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think I don't feel like it's a bit of an obsession with uh, having to connect everything to to, to garments. Yeah, and, yeah. Because I mean, yeah. So from like my final major project to, um, at foundation involved like metal work and sculpture mm. it was very like i created like a shoulder piece that was mm. a sleeve made out of like foam and and um aluminium as well that i cut up and printed on and all of these things but i went to the metal workshop to kind of think how can i construct this and then i put it on the body and it became a sculptural piece and that was fine for foundation mm. so already in myself i was already like i love material culture and mm. material study and just yeah playing with different types of materials that you wouldn't really consider but coming to lcf because it was quite i didn't have that facility mm. i didn't i didn't push myself to go and yeah. explore that area because i just i'd have to go a long way um to locate somebody yeah. who could help me and maybe then i'd have to pay them for their time mm. and as a student that just doesn't add up exactly. um so you did things that were more like um fabrics textiles mm. and where you could get from a fabric store or um the market and things i mean to be honest like in first and second year we were never introduced to the workshops okay and in first year you're kind of treated like you know buddy in a sense like, yeah it's like nobody wants to know her you right <laughs> you know what i mean like you were not really allowed anywhere and people like it's quite strict in those areas mm-hmm. people will be like which year are you in yeah, yeah. You'd be like, I'm finally here. Oh, okay, come in then. But it's like, <laughs> if you're first year, it's like, you can't be here. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so it was very much up to us to like find, find the people, mm-hmm. find the tours when they did them. Yeah. You know? So but I guess it made it easier because you were yeah. already yeah, part yeah, of yeah, that, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it took a while because like first year and second year, I didn't even know we could use it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not it wasn't until like... final year that I realized that, oh, we're actually allowed to so, use like, this. Yeah, because you realize they look at you differently when you're final year than when you're first year. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, there is, yeah. Which I guess makes sense because there is a lot of pressure in final year. Yeah, and a lot of people, so like not everyone can be there all the time. No, no, and it would be too can... crowded. Yeah. I think it's always exciting to see like fashion design not as you'd expect it. Mm. Yeah. The project. So um, you're in Sweden <laughs> and you've kind of sourced out the fabrics and the materials that you want to work and you found a mm. space and you're kind of making and testing and sampling mm. um, things the way you want it to work and then you finished your collection and then you finally have a um, a video so how was like the build-up to that um 
quite intense still, um, but doing it alone. Um, but it was it worked better than I expected with video calls with teachers. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I was like, that is so weird. Why do we even have any calls at all? Like, I was quite negative. I think in the mm -hmm. beginning towards that because I'm like, I'm not like a very digital person. Yeah. Uh, I'm more like a real working. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so I was a bit like, why are we, like, why even bother have the digital calls really? Mm -hmm. I thought in the beginning, but it worked better than I expected. So it was a positive experience. Mm -hmm. um, however, like pattern cutting class for digital, I was a bit like, you know what? I'd rather just Google mm -hmm. how to do it then because like this doesn't work. So I didn't really see my pattern cutting teacher for a video. I just saw her once and I said like, you know what? I don't know about this. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was a bit frustrated because I wanted to do more than four looks. I wanted to finish six looks yeah. for the video and I wanted to film it on like a proper camera, but I just had my phone because my yeah. camera broke. Oh, and, no. You know, so it was a bit like, ugh. But it worked out and I had a video and it was okay. <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it was okay, but yeah. It was, it was a quite positive experience yeah. considering the circumstances. Exactly. And yeah. I think, I guess a highlight would have been that you were able to still get the materials and get that space. Yeah, to yeah do I that. felt very blessed, like, you know, having the space, having the materials, having my family, not being in lockdown, actually, because yeah. Sweden was never in lockdown. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah, it was more self-responsibility. Obviously, I didn't see people. I was yeah. just there working anyways. But, <laughs> but, like, I could go outside. And it, it's such a small town as well. Like, mm -hmm. cause, so if I was outside walking, like, I'd probably not meet anyone anyways. Yeah. Like, maybe two people from, like, a far distance. Yeah. But, you know. It's good. Mm. Busy and, In comparison to, like, the busy of, yeah. of what London can be like. Um. Yeah, for us, it was completely different. Well, it wasn't completely different, but it was different in the sense that we didn't have to make. So there was mm. no, like, it wasn't compulsory to make. Mm. But we still had to find um, different ways to sample. So if, mm. it could, if it was through, like, paper sampling or if you had access to a machine, you could um, insert and create the samples through fabrics. Or even if you were in a position where you already bought your fabrics before the whole lockdown, then you could, mm. and you had, you know, a machine, then you could, and you could um, make, you could make it. Mm. Um, but it wasn't like a compulsory thing that you had to make it. Mm. Um, but because our course is quite technical and mm. um, in the way we do things, we had to show um, technically how that garment would be. Yeah. So if we couldn't sample it, um, like the whole garment, we'd sample like the specific parts. So how would um, the bodice and the sleeve connect? Or what kind of seam would you do? And you could show that with, through paper, just folding paper and I'm showing it and then like mm. drawing on top was, and doing a sketch. But we had to do like CAD drawings for like three garments of uh, of the collection. And then you'd have to show um, step by step how would you, how you would make it if you could make it. So you'd have to do like instructions mm. of how to make it. Um, you'd have to show like a very detailed tech pack of like the measurements, the sizing, oh, the wow. fabric, the buttons, all of those things you had to mm. show within that pack. Um, yeah, and then we also had to do so we had to do free, um, a minimum of free garments um, throughout the collection, and you had to do like an intense tech pack for three different garments, mm. um, and then you had to do um, a workbook showing like your your idea and the process of the collection. I think we had to do a workbook because we didn't have a midweek um, mm. grading like you guys yeah. did, 
Um, so everything was kind of like they wanted to see everything because they mm. didn't see it um, at all. Actually, I forgot because we did also portfolio handing. Did you do that? After. Because mm. our deadline would have been in June. So mm. we were already in lockdown by March. So we didn't have Yeah, yeah but I mean uh, during lockdown because we did like digitally we submitted also. I forgot to say like what <laughs> we submitted. But like also we digitally submitted a portfolio. Yeah. So like cats for all looks. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. so even if you only did two looks you were supposed to have cats for six. The whole collection. Same. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, so that's the same. Yeah. But no... Um, Tech packs. <laughs> no tech packs. But yeah. illustrations, we had to have six oh, okay. illustrations. Yeah. You know, and six processes. Like technical illustrations or more like. No, um, no, not not technical. Uh, artistic illustrations and oh, okay. then text. Oh, okay. Like cats. Yeah, so we had that. We had to do a whatever style you work in in illustration, and then we had to do um, a lay plan. And there's that lay, not oh. a lay plan, a range plan. Oh. And that range plan had How to be... How you would cut the garments on no, the fabric? not the lay no. plan, the range plan. So oh. you'd have to show, like, different ranges of the garments, so the fabrics oh. that you would use. But in as a technical CAD drawing, mm. so you would draw it in your illustrated style, and then you'd have a CAD drawing of all the garments within the collection. With with colours? Not necessarily. No, if no. you could, you could. If you didn't, it'd just be we, the We could not have colours. Yeah. We said no colours. That was part of um, the technical. So you could do mm. technical of, like, no colours... And then within the range plan, if you could, you could oh, do okay, colored okay. or just leave Oh, yeah, we had like um, an illustrated lineup as well. Yeah, we had that as yeah. well. And then we had to do a portfolio, um, like a, a edited portfolio. Mm. And then we had to do a, um, a digital, um, so it could have been a video, I did a video, or it mm. could have been a... Um, a physical portfolio you had to do them no or everything no. was digital yeah. but you, um you had to do like a a a response to the digital era that we're doing that we're living in so it could have been like a mm. a poster or like a anything just relating to the fact that we can't show physical no more mm. so i did a video for mine um, yeah. and it was a bit like you guys as well it could have been anything to do with the project mm. um but yeah it was interesting, interesting again that you guys didn't have to do like a intense cad um tech mm. Um, pack for your looks but also it would make sense because you've spent all that time making yeah i think they wanted us to more like look from an aesthetic point of view in the sense that i mean like for example the portfolio we had to think about papers even though we did it digitally so we had to add texture to the background so they have the right feeling yeah we had that yeah yeah that that was more like the things they focused on communicate yeah yeah uh, and like really focusing, like I spent probably two weeks on illustrations. Well, yeah, yeah. I spent a lot of time as well. Yeah, intense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, the thing is, I don't like necessarily enjoy fashion. Like, I don't really. I have a very hard time with fashion illustrations because it's not like there is so many other art expressions that I prefer than just an. Yeah, I mean, I can appreciate it, but at the same time, I'd much rather touch something. Yeah, I mean. I can appreciate someone else's, but mm-hmm. not many. Like even very okay. few fashion illustrations I like. Yeah. And I've like I don't know if I've liked any of my own. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, mean, I never like. Liked mine. <laughs> so, I just do it because it's part of the submission. Yeah, like, exactly. But then I'm so picky with like it's, oh, it's it's so dramatic when I'm gonna do fashion <laughs> yeah. illustrations because it's like, it's painful because yeah. you, you do like hundred drawings and you don't like any of any them. Any of them. Yeah. yeah. Or somebody else looks and they're like. 
what kind of um, medium did you use? That doesn't reflect the fabric of the actual garment. I'm like, oh. <laughs> but the colour matches. <laughs> yeah, and my, I always had the critique that mine were too, like, unclear. Same. And But that that's because I was trying to flee from the <laughs> Yeah, I was just rushing it. <laughs> and that the garments was not in focus and yeah, stuff. Yeah, or the proportion is a little yeah. bit off and it doesn't... And I'm just like, okay. Mm. Yeah. And the reason the garments wasn't in focus, I guess, was because I didn't enjoy fashion illustrations. I don't yeah. Know. No. But I, yeah. And like, I'm grateful as well because we still get to learn that because some people like do really good with their illustration and they mm. connect and that's how they communicate their collection and their looks through the, um, the illustrations. Mm. So I, it is another way of communicating your collection without necessarily having yeah, a physical yeah. garment. Yeah, I mean, I love drawing. Like, yeah. I really do love drawing. But for me, drawing is um, the, the reason I like drawing is it's not necessarily to draw something that exists, but yeah. something that I come up with, Same. like more or less as using it as like coming up with ideas, like thinking on mm -hmm. paper. Yeah. Whereas like when I draw something that I, that exists, I I find it a bit pointless. Yeah. Because I it's already, already there. yeah, it's there and I know what it looks like. Whereas mm -hmm. you know, when I'm trying to find something out or explore something. It's completely different. I mean, I like life drawing because that mm. is like exploring how to portray something. Yeah. But I don't know. But that is more like life drawing I see more as a practice than a final outcome, I guess. Yes, because it's more about developing your eye for, um, you know, creating the right proportions and yeah. what reflecting what you see like directly. Um, yeah, I did struggle as well in terms of like illustrating what already existed, but I was more than happy to think about, okay, let's think about futurism. How can I draw as somebody who was living in the futurism yeah, time and like express the way, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Okay, how can I draw with three pencils or how can yeah. I paint and draw at the mm. same time? And all these kind of things that like the act, the activity of drawing is yeah. what I enjoy. I don't yeah. necessarily enjoy drawing to reflect. Mm. Um, yeah, this is what I made. Here is a drawing. <laughs> <Here's> the button. <laughs> yeah, that is. It's it's a, it's a weird thing to do, I think. But yeah, yeah. I but I think it's because in in fashion as well, you're trying to figure out what you what your collection is trying to say. So you yeah. don't want to just limit it to a jacket. You might want to just go, okay, maybe a jacket. Okay, it could be longer. It could be shorter. Mm. It could be rounder. It could be um, anything really. 